there has been an upspin on our on marketing meeting cupcakes since we began this. The I was just kind of expecting it to be the normal. You know, we're we're, yeah. we're we're always picking up new people, but it has really picked up since we began this series and said, oh, we're talking about fear. They're like, oh my gosh, I've got to get on your show to talk about this. Yeah. It's a big topic for us. This is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest. Marketing, media, and cupcakes. Can you learn from a business failure? <laughs> we have a trombone section on today's show. We're very excited about it. Hi, I'm John. Along with me is my beautiful wife, Angel. Hi there. And we're going to talk about what happens after you have a failure. Can you build from that and have a success from a failure? And with us is our good friends, Terry and Renee Dismore. Hi. They are... They have been with us before, and we've brought them back because they're going to share with us today about... Because we're cheap entertainment. <laughs> That's exactly and, right. And they're going to share wisdom with us with about the, what they went through with a failure and that it's turned into a good thing because things yeah. can turn into good things. So Things can turn into good things? Things can turn into good things. You mean failure can yeah. turn into good things? Failure can turn into good things. And yeah. good things can turn into good things. Even better things? Yeah, perhaps yes, maybe we've had a lot of things happening and, and on top of the fact that these two have their own business terry and i are working together with the premiere podcast which is what our show is a production of by the way uh because we're working with that and terry is you know a radio veteran and then nay is the owner of snacks with a twist and uh, if you, if I could shove a pretzel through the microphone to <laughs> into your ear right now that you could eat, that would be disgusting. Yeah, it would, it would be gross. <laughs> but you would go. This is the most Im- just delicious pretzel. Because tell us some of the pretzel uh, um, flavors. Flavors. I was going to say seasonings, but fl- flavors you do. Well, we have cinnamon, mm. zesty ranch, fiesta taco, and chipotle Q barbecue. Mm. Oh. It's great stuff. So good uh, with the beer too. <laughs> so Just that's what we. That's you know what they do. I, the Very thing neat. that we've had you know in the years we've known Terry and Renee is whenever we go out and have dinner with them, which is a blast. But w- whenever Thank we you. go out to eat, Nay always takes a, a sample of of her of her pretzels and and gives them to the server. And I always see so many people just light up when they see that because they, they don't expect it. Just you're just giving me this, and and even when we had dinner before the show today, the, the server was just blown away by that, yeah. and you could tell it's a, it's uh it's fun. It's fun to just do those little. little well, Angel, it's kind of like when we come to your house. I made the comment a while ago upstairs that when we come to your house, it feels like home. Yes, you're a reason for that. Aww. Well, you That's are. So I mean, you, there's always something freshly it's baked. I have hot flashes, and I just give off warmth. That's well, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to say it it's is. a little steamy on the left side. She's sitting to my left. It's Typically. hot over there. That's what so, <laughs> my she can say that it's summers. your wife, isn't it? Right. I, well, she's hot, so you know that's okay. I don't mind that. So, at all, so. do you? But don't you find that people find it a little more homey when you go into a place and there's a cake or cookies or something? Always. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that's again. One of my favorite things, and Nay always brings me something every time she sees me. I mean, I and I always am like, "Oh my god, she got me something!" So <laughs> and she literally, and literally, it's annoying when she does that. She says, "Oh my god!" Yeah. You so okay. yeah, I will stop that. <laughs> no, I love it. Since 2020 has begun, we have been talking about fear, and that's been something that has been on my heart for a long time that I think people live in fear. We live in fear. And there, there is a good fear. There's a fear that if I go 90 miles an hour, I will get, you know, 
a pulled ticket. over. Yeah. yeah, I'll get a ticket, and that's that's good for you, I suppose. Or a coupon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, especially all of us around the table here today, we all have small businesses. And, we you know, there's always that person you tell somebody, you know, oh, I started a small business. They go, how did you do that? I'd be scared of this, or I'd be scared of that. Mm-hmm. And you realize, and all those things are true, I am scared of making a a tragic mistake, and I am scared of this and that and the other thing. But ultimately, um, I had to overcome that fear to start the business. You guys had to overcome Mm -hmm. a fear to start a business. So we wanted to talk about fear in the sense of, uh, especially to encourage small businesses and big businesses that people are sitting here and they're thinking, I'm thinking I should do this, how to get over, how to get over it. (laughs) And get going. Well, right. Well, let's let's define fear first. Let's do what that. Fear is, and so uh, the way that I look at fear is uh, fear is a uh, is faith in a bad outcome. Mm-hmm. So that you're you're assured that you're going to do it. Most of the time, our fears are unfounded, meaning they have no foundation, and uh, and they are typically overblown. They are way bigger than than we think they than they actually turn out to be. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Fear gives you the same reaction. Your body has the same reaction to an imagined fear that it would to a real fear. So mm-hmm. you still go through the same amount of stress, but you, there's no benefit to it other than it's frightening. So can you give me that definition again so, of fear? Okay, so fear is faith in a bad outcome. Okay. And we all, most of us will know what faith is, whether we're people of faith or right. not. We know that. We expect a bad outcome to happen. So if you watch anything political, anything medical mm-hmm. on TV, anything that has to do with your children on TV or radio, it's based on fear. Now, why is that? Does it gets your attention. Mm-hmm. Why does it get your attention? Because people live in a fearful mindset oh, so you've blown my whole marketing idea with doing the fear as a series this year that <laughs> we'll get fabulous you know downloads on this well i, I right. teach about it a lot and nay has to hear me talk a lot about about fear but I, i've got a question for you and angel okay so what scares you what's your biggest fear that has to do with your business well my business i'm probably can you know turning it more into a hobby than a real business since my true work is what brings home the bacon and i've said i don't Mm -hmm. ever want to depend on the mortgage being a batch of cupcakes so you had mentioned in a previous podcast it's like making goals i think we had talked about you know what do you really want your business to be and is it a hobby or is it a business Yeah, yeah and i think that's one of my fears is truly making it a business. Mm-hmm. That is my biggest fear. And if you unpack the fear, it's it's all money. My fear, number one, throughout history is losing what I have, losing what I've worked for, losing everything. And that's financially, that's structure, it's everything. Yeah, so for yeah. me, it's all money. That's what I'm most afraid of is losing that. Okay, how about you? And I'm going somewhere with this. Well, very, very similar. I mean, it's all business, all life is a roller coaster. You have your ups and you have your downs, and and we we plan for some of that. But you know, the biggest fear is I know I got next month okay, and next month I've got business plan. But what happens when June hits, and if nobody, if that phone doesn't ring, and you have a, a catastrophe of two or three months with no income, and you can't recover from that. It's like a, an airplane in a tailspin. You can't 
fix that. And that's always that's always been that fear in the back of my head is what happens if okay. if we hit that streak. Okay, how about you, Nate? What's your biggest fear? Oh gosh. I don't really sit around and think about anything like that. I really don't. So and I'll tell you why this our answers are going to be different than yours mm-hmm. is because we've thought about it a lot. We had we've had a couple of pretty major failures in our lives financially. Mm-hmm. And so we faced things that you feared but you haven't faced. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? Yep. I don't exactly. mean that to belittle anybody. No, it's not like at all. you just you've, you've That makes sense. But it's different when you face it and you've and you've moved on from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, it's like sickness. Mm-hmm. I mean, we faced that early right. in our marriage. Yeah. You know, first week. We're signing wheels. No reason to wait around. I know. Listen, yeah. you know. So you get over the a lot of different things when you have faced whatever it is that is a fear. The proverbial baptism by fire. Right. When you get through it, you... Okay, it wasn't okay, so bad, or sense. I figured it out. Yeah. Well, and like with in in with your, I mean, with your uh, husband that passed away. Yes. He was. I mean, what a fear that had to be. But now you look at it and go, well, I didn't like that at all, mm-hmm. but I made it through, mm-hmm. and I made it through with my kids intact. My, mm-hmm. you know, that part of your family was intact. Yep. And Brian's not here, but he's still in you know in your heart. You yep. still you know, think about him. You married a man here that understands that, mm-hmm. and takes that into account. So that's not a fear you have to face anymore. Usually our fears are based on what we're afraid might happen instead of what actually will happen. And the second thing is we're afraid of the next level. So most of the times the problems and the difficulties that you face in life are the problems and difficulties of your next level. And this kind of makes sense once you think about right. why would you be worried about something you've already been through? Well, that's true. Yeah, because so, you know what to expect. Yeah, and I mean, the fear even, is it's the unknown. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Right? How am I going to react? How are other people going to react? Yada yada yada. Yeah. But now, when you've gone through it, like you know. Well, and we've talked about this a couple times, and I want to ask you guys of this. One of the things I think we have in our culture is uh, failure is such a is such the f word now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you know, I always use a sports analogy. You know, in baseball, you have a ba- a good batter hits three out of uh, three out of ten. Three out of ten times. Yeah, yeah. So you fail, you know, seven times out of ten. Well, that's just that's just life. But yet, in, in the culture today, it seems like if you fail once, you're done. Yeah. You you should have never been allowed to lead that company. Uh, you shouldn't have been allowed to do this and that. You should have never failed. It seems to be what w- the level we set nowadays. Uh, we, you know, on a on a cultural level, from the president to CEOs, uh, Tesla, and all those, like, oh, you messed up. You should be fired. Yeah. Uh, so is that part of you know how do you guys look at that? Is that part of the, the reason that we look at failure as a we shouldn't even have a failure when really in fact failures are good for us, aren't they? Yes, they are. We Look. learn so much from a failure if we take the time to step back and look at it. We're all going to fail mm-hmm. in something uh, that we don't always do correctly. And when we realize what we can learn from that, then we can take that and we can soar then. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd you get into how'd you get into this? And obviously you didn't get into a thing, yeah, this is probably gonna fail. You probably thought no. this was gonna be a great idea to do a transition. Well, and and so what happened was I was doing a, a radio show in Louisville from Columbus. I was interviewing a uh, insurance guy down there. And uh, I would ask him questions and he was I was not an expert on that fat on that. So we were doing pretty well. He was getting some leads off that selling uh you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars a month in income for him right. off that radio show, which was darn good. Not bad. So a friend of mine at church asked me one day what I was doing, and I said, Well, I'm still doing the consulting for car dealerships and radio stations, and now I'm doing a financial planning radio show. And he's like, What? And I said, Yeah. And he goes, I've just become part of an insurance company and we're doing thus and so. And could you help us? And I said, I don't know. So we looked into it. And Nay and I and our friends, Mark and Laura, were the uh, other side of this. They, we all went out to a meeting in uh, Sacramento, and we sat there and listened to it, and it was really good, and it was interesting. And I was going to be the radio – I was told I was going to be the radio guy. I was going to put together what we'd done in Louisville since it was mm-hmm. working quite successfully there. We were going to do it across the country. Okay, I can be part of that. That night – in, in our room, I literally sat up in bed crying because I'm like, I don't want to be an insurance agent. No, mm-hmm. nothing against an insurance agent. It's just not, I don't lay at home at night dreaming of being, you know, a, a, a insurance agent. Sure. I didn't. That's not your That's, thing. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't what I do. And so I talked to the guy that was asking me to be a part of it the next day. And he said, we don't want you to be an insurance agent. We want you to be our radio guy. Okay. I can do that. So, uh, the financing looked to be in place. And uh, we went into it. Uh, the first week I was there, they closed that business totally and started another one uh, because of some disagreements higher than me. Right. Well, I was made a founding partner, meaning that as the business grew, I would get a portion of the profit. And I didn't have to put any money in it. I kept bringing top-level people to it. And at one point, uh, probably two years, about a year into it, uh, I had a hundred people in the company that were under me, including the CEO. Wow. What we didn't do was wisely put plans in place. So this went on and come to find out the CEO was doing some things financially that he shouldn't be doing. And we lost the business. One of the plans that we didn't make was in order to be in a position of payment in the com- company, you had to sell something. Mm-hmm. We have two cars. We had a red flex with a white top and a light tan interior (laughs) that we had believed was our car. It was a blessing from God. We wanted it. Mm -hmm. We'd gotten it, but it wasn't paid off. And on New Year's Eve of 2015, going into 2016, they came and got it. Wow. We lost it. Our house was in foreclosure. Wasn't the first time that had happened, but our house was in foreclosure. And February comes now, and I've we've lost everything. I'm a man of prayer, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Lord, how do I get out of this? So after we lost the flex, we didn't believe we were going to lose it. Well, what I found out is that our prayers had been, my prayer was, I don't want to lose it, but if we do, we'll get it back. Nay's was, we're not going to lose it in the first place. Now, that sounds like the same outcome because that right. means we don't lose our vehicle, mm-hmm. but it's disagreement. Hmm. 
So when there's disagreement in a business, you'll find that there is you you can't go. Somebody has to make a decision of how you're going to go. Mm-hmm. And that's why that business failed. That mm-hmm. is why well, that there was such dis- disagreement. And the other part is that all along, they never gave Terry the position. Never did. I never, never did. got to be the radio guy. Well, let me ask you real quick. Okay, I, yeah. When when you're talking about disagreement, and I know we one of the things that we love talking about here, and I know a lot of people who listen to our podcast are husband and wife teams. They have businesses together. Some of you maybe don't. Maybe you have a business partner. Yeah. And we talk about unity quite often as being a real big factor. And obviously, when you get into a situation which sounds like there was deception involved in the sense that people sure. said things that w- didn't come true. Right. Sure. How do you approach that? Because I could see it real easy. It's like, okay, we're done. We're never messing with this again. You know, I burnt my hand on the stove. I'm not going back. Right. How did you guys de- deal with that and bring that unity back? I was told in my prayer life to do three things. And when those three things were done, restoration would come. Hmm. The first one was to get out from under the person I was under in that particular business. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I thought, well, things will change. They did not. Second was, go downstairs and write down all the bills you owe. And it was horrendous. Oh. You you know, yeah. we all have businesses here. We all have spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. And it was like, good Lord, is there nothing black on here? It's all red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the third thing was to leave that business. Well, I'm a founding partner. I'm the, mm-hmm. you know, I'm got... You're the big cheese. Well, I'm not the big cheese, but I'm a big cheese, and I was recognized as that. And I had won the year before the single largest sale we ever had, I did. So you're scuttling the company if you leave. I'm going to help do that. And I knew that it was so. uh, My friend that had helped me get into that business originally said, uh, I'm going to go do my own business. It's similar to this. Would you like to go with me? My first thought is, knowing him, he would do it right. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, let me pray about it again. Right. Prayer. Two days later. Now you've got to remember, I have no income. I have no possibility of income and I have no future that I know of. I don't know what's coming. So do you think fear was pretty high on my <laughs> list of things? <laughs> and, yeah. and I, what, I didn't know what was coming, but I had learned over the years that I could trust, uh, what I heard in my prayer life and I could trust nay. Mm-hmm. Because she would tell me things, and they would sometimes they were like, you know, but they, they but I, I usually listen. Yeah, usually, usually, well, occasionally. Yeah, that was that one time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, two days later, my friend calls me. Said, "What do you think?" And I said, "The answer is no." And he's like, "But I've got a salary for you." And I've got this. I'm, I know. This looks like it could fix things. It looks like it could fix things. I told him no. Within a week, we're going to have our cable cut off, which is how I was doing some business. Mm-hmm. That's where my internet was, sure. and we were going to lose our other car. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. It was going to come be hooked the next Monday. Fear is like, <laughs> you know. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you can't imagine that. No. However, the next Monday. We're at the house, and my friend calls me again, and he says, are you sure you won't do this? And I said, well, I'm going to think about it. I did, and I decided uh, I was going to go to work with him, even though in my prayer life I'd been told no, Mm -hmm. and I'd already told nay. God said no. I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. So that morning she came back from the gym and I said, I think I'm going to go to work with him. And she said, okay, but I'm going to ask you a question. 
do we have to lose everything for you to listen to God? And I got mad enough that I was jumping up and down, which you all are mm-hmm. sitting here looking at me thinking, that was, a, that was an athletic feat in itself. <laughs> <laughs> and in the middle of the second hop, I thought, this really looks stupid. It's hard on the floor, and she's right. Mm-hmm. And so I called my friend back, and I said, the answer is no. It will continue to be no, and do not ask me again. And he's a man of faith, too, and once I explain it, he, okay. Yeah, they got it. Plus, it, and it turned out that he didn't have everything that he thought he was going to have monetarily-wise and mm-hmm. all that. Nothing came together, Yep. and it would have been another bad move. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Terry. Yep. Now, the, the the benefit of all this, the end game of all this is that that afternoon, and we had no money at all. I mean, just nothing. Like, I had, think I had, what did I say, $6.56 in the bank. Yeah. That was all we had. Whatever might be in the drawer, you know. Right. Yep. That afternoon, the phone went ding, and I looked down, it was a $75 deposit. Somebody just sent me out of the blue for some advice that I'd given them, which I thought it was $1,000 advice, but, you know. <laughs> no, I really didn't. I didn't expect it. The next morning, I got another deposit, and the next afternoon, I was able to put together a um, piece of software that I had been working on since December. Mm-hmm. So this is February after Valentine's Day. I'd put together a piece of software that saved a guy's business, and he rehired me, and that's where I've been working since and mm. making a making a good living at it. All this goes to say it's not that we haven't faced fear. Because I'm going to tell you, I don't want to face that again. Mm-mm. But I do know I can. Mm. And well, when you find out that you can face fear, well, it's not as scary. We're talking to, to Terry and Nate Dismore, who are sharing their their story of how they went through a difficult time, uh, lost, a, kind of lost a business, and got into a new business. So let's let's take this from the standpoint of people listening out there. And we all know people who are, they're habitual entrepreneurs. They yeah. start a business, it fails, it start again, and, it, and it, it, it's frustrating. And we get desperate. How do we avoid those desperation places? What are, what's some of your advice from what you learned from this? Well, one thing is to say no to what's causing the cycle. Mm-hmm. But to know, say no to what's causing the cycle, you have to know what's causing the cycle. Right. In this case, we found out, we stepped back a little bit. I had a situation... Um, Many years ago, 2001, I got fired three times in a year. That'll wake you up. There you go. Yikes. And, and I asked my mentor at one time, I said, Olin, what's going on? Why do I keep getting fired? And I'm thinking it is a mental, or not a mental flaw, that may be. <laughs> what are you well, laughing at here? I was coughing. Deodorant, maybe, Terry? Well, it could be. I thought that it was a character flaw of some sort uh, or a personality flaw of some sort. Mm -hmm. And he goes, nope. He said, you keep working for this particular kind of company. So I was working for nonprofits Mm -hmm. that were Christian-oriented nonprofits that were based on somebody wanting to do something for God. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said, your problem is you don't want to do something for him. You want to do something with him. So when you're doing something, and that's true in any business. Sure. And you have a vision. If you're operating with your vision, Mm -hmm. you're moving in a particular direction. If you're doing something for your vision, you're actually moving opposite Mm -hmm. of the direction you want to. Right. Okay. And that fear, anytime you're moving opposite your, your vision, you'll bring fear in every 
time. It will not fail to do that. Mm -hmm. So since I found that out, I don't fear that anymore. But I also found out that if I get into a situation where I am working for somebody like that, I understand it better. Mm -hmm. I understand why they're doing things. Because we do things, when we're doing something for something, we're doing it for a debt. And we're doing something with it, we're doing it to profit. Mm -hmm. See the difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is all great stuff. We need to talk more about because we're going to keep talking about fear. And I would be remiss if I didn't say, you guys are doing great now. Life has been... Has oh, been yeah. Oh, super, oh yeah. yes. Super duper. So much. And different. And we're still pursuing an, uh, a vision. Yeah. We'll always pursue yeah. a vision. Yes. You always should be. Because I tell you what, when you're always pursuing a vision, it's a purpose, you're always going to be moving forward. It's always great to have Terry and Renee on. And real oh, yeah. quick, we even though we didn't talk about pretzels and snacks, mm. tell us about the website and where people can find out more about you guys. Well, it's snacksbynay.com, and you can find us on Facebook with Snacks with a Twist. Snacks with a Twist on, um, oh, shoot. Instagram. Uh, Instagram. There you go. Yay. Yay. I, IG for sure. Thank you. If Thank you have you. any uh, questions uh, about what we do and the uh, things that uh, we have going on here, Marketing Media and Cupcakes, uh, is uh, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram, and Premier Podcast, which Terry and I are working on to uh, help people who are want to have a, a great-sounding podcast. We do the production, we do the consulting. Uh, PremierPodcast.com, that's Premier with the extra E. But until then, we continue to encourage you to keep living the dream. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram, and let us know your thoughts. Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media.